0: Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Philip. You were in Washington, D.C. last week? Uh, This is true. We got to see some of the uh, cherry blossoms. It was quite nice. Very cool.
1: Thanks to Global Warming. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh no, no. I guess this is actually the normal time they would usually be
0: out. It is. It was actually pretty cold, so everyone was a little shocked that they were uh, out, but extremely pleasant. And we, uh, some, taking my daughters to see our fine country's historical monuments for the first time. Oh, that's great! I, I grew up
1: there. I grew up in Maryland, right outside D.C. So I no. grew up in D.C. I feel, and uh, I must say that was an, It was a great experience. Like I feel like I have an appreciation for. It. American history and, I don't know, just the whole thing. It's just such a beautiful city.
0: It is beautiful, no question. And reasonably walkable, which, as New Yorkers, we appreciate.
1: Yeah. For its size, the amount of parkland and culture, Mm -hmm. museums and things like that that it has is, like... Incredible. um, So, shout out to Washington, D.C. Woo! Woo! We can say something positive about it. The people that work there, well, well... that's do. a whole other thing. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just going to give a quick, fast shout out to the Unemployed Philosophers Guild. We have sponsors, and uh, they make funny toys that cover your door, I believe you said. You have finger yes, puppets, right. uh from them. Um, and the reason I mention them right off the bat is because we're going to be giving away a special little toy, little science toy from the Unemployed Philosophers Guild this week to a fan. Uh, we're, we're excited to feature another fan s- suggested for an if. Eric Vittner, you've been ifed. Let's hear it for Eric. Woo! And uh, I'm looking up Eric's suggestion here. It was a, it was a good one. And he's on Facebook. That's where we communicated, uh-huh. Eric Wittner, And uh, he wrote in and said, um, what about a show about, here, I'll, I'll read what he said. And, and then the idea comes out of that. He said, the concept that only one object can exist in one location is, uh, bothers him. He's frustrated that why can, why, you know, and he says, I'd really like to stack multiple things in a multidimensional way in the same spot from my three-dimensional perspective. See, Eric
0: is very astute. Oh, yes. He important qualifiers there. Yeah.
1: He says, it would help with organizing my apartment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Basically, I have too much stuff and not enough room for it. Mm. And... I need extraordinary solutions.
0: Oh, all right. Well, we can do that.
1: I think that's what Carl Sagan said, by the way, is that uh, extraordinary... Extraordinary
0: problems require extraordinary solutions. Yes.
1: Extraordinary clutter, especially.
0: Clutter, yeah. it's
1: just terrible... uh, Yeah, you really got to go out there. You may need to call in the help of aliens. Um, uh, So he finishes up by saying, getting rid of things is not an option because I have trouble (laughs) letting go of stuff.
0: I see. So there's a bit of a Buddhist problem here, too. That, yes.
1: Attachment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about that is he says, getting rid of things is not an option because I have trouble letting go of stuff. So in other words, I refuse to change. The universe must change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's what we do here at What The if. That's right. We, we change the universe according to your whims.
1: Eric, you've come to the right place. Finally, he says, changing the basic physical properties of the universe would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> Correct and smiley face Eric Wittner on Facebook thank you for your suggestion so uh, what, what do you think can, can we help Eric
0: we can probably help him out um, there are uh, uh, there are quirks of the universe that may be able to help him out so as usual with this sort of thing the first thing we got to figure out is, is why it is that generally You can't put all of your copies of uh, back issues of X-Men in the same spot, (laughs) right?
1: Even worse, National Uh, Geographic.
0: Oh, I suppose. that's Those things are heavy. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) those are are crazy, right? That thick, glossy paper? Yeah, Yeah, those are black holes. That's tough stuff. Um, So if you're um, presumably, let's see, you're you're sitting somewhere right now. Um, You've got a table there, right, Philip? Correct. Okay, all right. So if you put your hand, actually, you just put your coffee mug down on the table, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So the coffee mug did not occupy the same space as the table? Correct. All right. As, I as mean, much it's,
1: as, they are in the same space, but not exactly in the same but space. But not
0: exactly the same space, right? right? So that familiar sort of things not intersecting um, is actually not the most fundamental thing that keeps things apart. So the reason your coffee mug doesn't fall through the table is electrical forces. So the atoms in your coffee cup have electrons on the outside and the atoms in your table have electrons on the outside and the electrons have a repulsive force because um, they have the same charge. Uh,
1: You know, this is... Okay. I have always thought of it being that the... um,
0: Just like the atoms are stuck together so strongly in both cases. No, because atoms are mostly empty space, right? Wow. So if there wasn't for those electrical forces, you could easily zoom atoms through each other. Right. So when,
1: okay, so when, in other words, if I, if I press my hand down on the table, the reason my Mm -hmm. hand doesn't go through the table is I've always thought of it as like, well, all the atoms in the table are almost like a fence. They're like tied to each other so strongly that, uh, I can't push through that. But actually what you're saying is it's actually much cooler Mm -hmm. that it's like, uh, Almost like when you take two magnets, mm-hmm. you try to push them together if they have the same.
0: Yeah, it's exactly the same. Um, there's this invisible electromagnetic force that pushes particles apart, um, like vegans and bacon, right? They just <laughs> they push each other apart yes. rapidly. Um, yes. And those, the, those forces are so, um, those forces get stronger as things get closer together. So you're the feeling of solidity that you have is actually invisible force fields pushing against each other. Cool. The scale is just so small that you don't notice there's a gap. So if you want to be one of those pedantic people at parties, you can be like, well, I'm not actually touching the table because it's just the electric field repulsing the electric field of the table. So our atoms never actually touch each other.
1: There's a pickup line in there.
0: Somewhere, yes. (laughs)
1: Um, <laughs> free that's free again another free, one if. <laughs> choose, choose um, your if
0: so that's our ordinary sense of why things don't occupy the same space but that's actually not going to help out <clears throat> uh, what we need to do is go a little deeper we need music some kind of music for when we go deeper so deeper dun-dun. is am sorry I was really <laughs> slow, really oh, slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more coffee JAWS is too <laughs> ominous Right. Indiana Jones, too thrilling. I don't know. I'll have to think of something. <laughs> so there's um, a deeper rule called the Pauli Exclusion Principle, um, named after Wolfgang Pauli, who was a, a great theorist. Um, and such a great theorist that it was rumored his his mere presence would disrupt experiments. <laughs> but
1: that that was...
0: That's there's this the sense that theory and experiment are so opposite that a great theorist you can't even have them in the room when you're doing an experiment. <laughs> it wasn't because uh, he he all you know he was like a klutz. No, no, It was just his presence. He had a force field around him that did cool. this. Wow. Uh, so, like when experiments would go wrong, people would blame him. Um, now and I, I had stor- the
1: same problem <laughs> with, in science <laughs> class too. That experiments would always go wrong when I was around, especially if they were my own experiment. Yet I cannot attribute that to any intellectual force field.
0: Uh, it's the story once of um, a friend of his comes up to him and says, oh, last week I was running an experiment and it went wrong. You must have been uh, in town. And he says, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was on a train at that time. And then they checked the schedule and they found that the train was actually passing through the town uh, at that time.
1: <laughs> and they're like, ah. That's fantastic.
0: Um, so the exclusion principle basically says, Two things can't occupy the same space, right? Um, and that's uh, not strictly...
1: I'm just going to make one image here just to go back for a second. That yeah. you, you, There was one very interesting uh, point you said, which is that you got two things trying to push. So you got the coffee cup on top of the table mm-hmm. and, uh, or this is your hand, your hand, you put your hand on the table and you start to push harder and harder. And... This electric force field between the atoms and your the electrons in your hand and the electrons in the table are pushing away from each other. They cannot get close to each other. They cannot touch. And yet, inside the atom, so all those electrons, each electron is spinning around a nucleus. Mm -hmm. There's a huge amount of empty space.
0: Right. Tons of room to for activities. You can do all sorts of stuff down there.
1: Yeah, like you could. There's a lot of room to put these things. So that um,
0: yes, that's right. So so right. on the scale of atoms, you can start trying to do that. And you're like, all right, I, I can I can start ignoring these large-scale forces like electrical for- fields. And instead, just mash together a couple of electrons and see what happens. And it turns out that generally, they don't like to do that. They so won't do even, the
1: electron mash.
0: <laughs> even <laughs> on the subatomic scale, uh, even though we're below the level of atoms, The sensei, you could still put your electron coffee cup on top of your electron table.
1: Sorry, because
0: that makes sense because this is the Pauli exclusion principle. Is that these things can't quite can't quite go together.
1: So what we're saying is, even in other words, if there's a ton of empty space inside an atom, Mm -hmm. then if I have two. Atoms next to each other, and they're really just like, uh, they're not exactly like solar systems, but we we'll think of it that way. Yep. The solar system is a huge amount of empty space between the spinning parts. Mm-hmm. So you could take a whole nother solar system easily and yes, that's right. fit it within ours.
0: Yeah, so it's actually the the electron, the individual particles that don't like to go together at some point. So we can actually even dispense with atoms, and we'll just hang out with two electrons mm. for a minute. Ooh, okay. Um, And we try to stick them together. So our apartment is cluttered with electrons. Mm -hmm, Right? mm -hmm. This is the problem. Um, And we want to stack them in an efficient way. And it turns out, um, so things get a little weird as sometimes happens with electrons. So I take my pile of electrons and I pile them up and some of them uh, stack on top of each other like coffee cups on tables. And some of them um, slip together. So some of them I can stack, and I notice weird things like I can stack two here, and eight here, and it turns out that there's another. So the technical uh, thing here is called the quark uh, qu- of the electron. Say so you dropped out just on the keyword no. curses.
1: It, uh, the oh, there was a quantum, state.
0: yeah. That yeah. yeah, your your two words could not occupy the same space. <laughs> so the Pauli exclusion principle. Doesn't really say two things can't occupy the same place. It says two things in the same quantum state can't occupy the same place. So a quantum state is a weird thing, but it's um, a description of other properties of the electron that might not be obvious. So things like spin, for instance.
1: Right. I mean, I'm not sure I, I got the image correctly. So we got a our apartment is cluttered with electrons, mm-hmm. and then we want to you said push them together into piles. Yeah. And you're saying a bunch of these electrons will come together.
0: Right. Some of them will stack in the way we want. I can make a little pile over here. Yeah.
1: But yeah, a bunch of so those. I put my hands out and I just start pushing them together, sort of compressing a whole bunch of electrons together and a fuzzy ball. And then I keep pushing harder and harder and harder. Mm-hmm. And some of those electrons are going to stay with me and keep going closer and closer together, but a whole bunch of other electrons are going to shoot out because they don't
0: yep. want to be here. That's right. So this is, this is extremely weird, right? Um, and one of these quantum properties, one of these quantum states uh, is called spin. So the, the kind of image in your head is that if you think of the electron as a little ball, it's not, but if you think of it as a little ball, um, and you give it a spin we say it has an axis like the like the earth has an axis mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so you can stick a little arrow on the north pole of your electron right and the direction in which that arrow is pointing we say that's where the spin is okay yeah okay yeah. so here's the thing so now we've got our two electrons one in each hand and you want to pack them together and if the arrows are pointing in the same direction you can't push them together; they bang into each other. But now I'm gonna am I'm gonna flip one of them 180 degrees, so the arrows are pointing in opposite directions, and now they'll go together.
1: So right now, the, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's obviously a number of weird things there, but yeah. I can imagine why I've got two balls and or two two clouds of two cl- two round clouds, mm-hmm. and uh, there's. They're both spinning, and if I uh, you know look at where their north Pole is, so to speak, um, right. the one part that isn't moving, it's the center mm-hmm. of the spinning as I look down on it, and um, if I'm looking down on these two spinning uh, balls, then they appear to be aligned in the exact same way and if I put them I try to put them together, no, we won't go together because we're both pointing the same way for whatever reason. But you would think if I turn one of them completely 180 degrees, basically upside down, now mm-hmm. I'm looking at the South Pole, which would look identical to the North Pole.
0: Yeah, still right. you can, to be spinning. In terms of what you're seeing, but you can do a test to check and see if it's the North or South Pole.
1: No, but what I'm saying is even just visually, it would seem like, okay, well. They're still yeah, not going to go get, together right. because they're just, they're just... So what we're saying is that... um Can we call that spinning clockwise and counterclockwise? Yep, that's cool. Oh, okay. So the idea is that simply, if the two balls are spinning clockwise, then uh they won't go together. Th- then they won't go together. But if they're spinning opposite directions, they go together. They will. Yep. Which you totally, can, and, you would think
0: that would be harder. It's <laughs> right? Because they're going opposite directions. So the 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 sort of lesson here is that the the impermeability of objects is not just because they're objects but it also has to do with what they're doing so depending on how the electron is moving that determines whether or not it acts like a solid object to another electron yeah okay. how weird is that
1: it's pretty weird and it it, it, it clearly has n- no analogy in that's our, right
0: there's there's no there's no normal world analogy for this um it's it's deeply it should be deeply unsettling and if, you're, we're if you're bothered is, right now then you understand it
1: right yeah didn't uh was it richard Feynman who said if you think you understand quantum mechanics
0: then you don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he was a and he he really understood. And I should say, actually, spin electron spin is one of the things he gets the Nobel Prize for—is figuring out these sorts of things. Oh, so realize. we're okay. we're following in Feynman's footsteps here. Oh, yeah. Um Bang-a-bongo. And he actually has a, a story of when he was a brand new assistant professor at Cornell, um, and he was, uh, he was he was like burned out from the Manhattan Project and wasn't interested in doing any research. And then he saw some students in the dining hall. Um, uh, throwing plates up, you know, spinning plates and then throwing them up in the air and watching the the pattern of the plate spinning as it moved is what inspired him to start thinking about electron spins.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. So pay attention to the cafeteria.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's a great example of one of those eureka moments.
0: Yeah. That's right. shower, so, shower thoughts. That's mm-hmm. right. So we've got the exclusion principle. Sometimes keeps electrons apart. Sometimes doesn't, Um, and this is why if you're if you're a fan of electron orbitals and who isn't, yeah, absolutely. They're they're my favorite team. That's right. (laughs) Why you can have some, why some electron orbitals have multiple electrons in them and some of them don't. I don't know if you remember back to high school chemistry, but like certain orbitals will have two electrons in them and certain ones will have four and some will have six and some will have eight.
1: Oh, this is like actually when I was growing up, they called them shells.
0: Yep, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, so that's why. Uh, so you f- if you have eight different electrons in the same orbital or the same shell, then that means there's eight available quantum states that they can be in.
1: Right. So, OK, let's let's in orbitals, by the way, that's just but r- literally like orbits. Yeah. In, in a way, like uh, if, if we thought of the solar system as an atom, Yeah. we
0: use that metaphor. Yeah. Um,
1: all right. Let's bring it back down, back down yep. to not just back down to Earth, but back down inside the atoms that make up the Earth. Yes. That's how low we'll go.
0: And that make up Eric's apartment.
1: Yes, exactly. Eric's apartment is a spinning quantum hellscape.
0: <laughs> um, oh, and we're just getting started.
1: And we're, so, uh, I'm just gonna, we're just going to take this as a given. This is one of those things I think we have to do with quantum mechanics. This is how it works. You can't... Yep. Uh,
0: that's right. That, there's no there's no explanation for this, other than this is a fundamental premise of the nature of the universe. Right,
1: and that's true even for the greatest scientists. Right, nobody really has a physical explanation
0: for this. That's right. This would be uh, this would not only be Nobel Prize worthy, but like new book of the Bible worthy, if some if somebody came up with an explanation for why the exclusion principle exists. Um, I, I look like forward you, to the
1: quantum mechanical
0: bible. <laughs> if you start a whole new universe, you pretty much have to start with the exclusion principle. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what more fundamental principle you could come up with.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Wow. So, Hawley somehow uh, calc- So he's in a way, we can't even say that these scientists figured it out. It's really more like they they've calculated it.
0: Well, yeah, it's sort of uh, interpreted. So they're, they're confronted with all sorts of crazy data. And this is what theorists spend their time doing. Is they say, I've got all this crazy data. How can we make sense of it? Um, are, there, are there rules or principles that help bring some order to the chaos? Right. So quantum physicists in the 20s and 30s had all of these rules about how electrons Behaved. They said, well, you can have two electrons here and eight electrons here, but nobody could figure out the pattern. And then Pauli says, well, if we have this one very simple rule, then we can explain all of these different things that we've been observing.
1: Basically they they can we can measure without going too deep further into this, but you you, we can measure atoms and we can measure all these different things about them. And basically I can look at one atom, measure it, and say, okay. Here's the state of all these different properties. It's got this spin, it's got this charge, it's whatever. And I can write that down. And then I can measure a whole nother atom and and Pauly and and others figured out that okay, well, if you look at these, if each atom has these parameters, they will or will not be able to merge.
0: Yep. That's right. So one solution to Eric's problem is if he can put all of his stuff into different quantum states. Yes, then they will all be packed into uh, as small a space as they want. The problem, unfortunately, is that there are a limited number of quantum states. So you can't go to it, Amazon and buy more. You can, <laughs> that would be an interesting if we should do another time. If you can purchase quantum states when you want them, <laughs> um, so so that'll help a little bit is the answer if you can just sw- swap the quantum states um oh and again stuff.
1: to make a maybe very 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 simple explanation of that or visual uh when i go to measure this atom um and i go to measure let's say the spin aspect of it i find that i only get certain numbers
0: yes that's right which which we talked a little bit about a couple of weeks ago with our quantum world one right and, and in fact, that is numbers
1: <clears throat> and the numbers I get are, um, they're like, they're only whole numbers or something like that. And, but they're literally only a s- small number of numbers that come out. Right. So well, I'm going to yeah. make it up and just say, well, if it's two, four, six, and I never see other numbers, I never get three. I never get odd numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. For instance. Yep.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the scientists would say, well, we don't know why that is. We just know that this seems to be the rule. Yeah, we're the just ob, like sorry that doesn't exist. You can't have a spin of an on.
0: Yeah, so, so this all, so like I said, so um, oh, and, and Biden, sorry, by going to
1: Amazon, it means that you bit.
0: can't go buy. <laughs> you can't get you can't get an infinite. You can't get any kind of quantum state you want. Right. Um, they're set up already, right. so that's not going to really help out. Um, but there is yet another possibility say that what
1: happens is he he's able to start squeezing all the electrons in his apartment together
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as he squeezes each one together a bunch of them go together and a whole bunch of others fly out. Then yeah. he goes and grabs the ones that flew out and put them together and actually hey, most of those go together because they're mm-hmm. in the same state. but still more fly out no matter how many piles he's able to make there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that yeah. can't go
0: together. It's- Um, so fortunately there is, there is an out still, which is that the exclusion principle only applies to one kind of particle in the universe. So if, if you divide the whole universe into two piles, um, one of those piles is called bosons and one of the piles is called fermions. So bosons and yeah, so bosons are named after um, the uh, Indian physicist uh, Bose, B-O-S-E. No relation to the stereo. Oh, okay. Um, and then fermions are named after Enrico Fermi, the uh, Italian physicist, who is sort of the opposite of Pauli, in that Fermi was the greatest experimentalist of all time. Huh. Um, as the story goes, he, he measured the force of the first atomic blast with a handful of paper in his pocket.
1: I mean, he wrote on the paper. No, no, this is
0: great. <laughs> so so the, the very first atomic test at, at Trinity in New Mexico, no one knew exactly how big. So they're all taking bets and stuff on right. on how big it's going to be. So Fermi, so they set up all this equipment to measure exactly how many kilotons it is and how large the blast is. And Fermi takes a piece of paper and he rips it up into tiny pieces of paper. Um, and then as the shock wave goes past him, he just drops them. And by looking at how far they go, he says, "Well, that's about right for a 15 kiloton blast." And he yes. was right. Just by watching uh, the
1: papers flutter. Just down. by watching
0: the papers flutter. Yeah. So that's so Fermi's the opposite of Pauli in that he could make any experiment work no matter what. So fermions are you? That is, you're you're mostly fermions. Uh, so but fermions. You, you are. Uh, well, I'm. I, I grudgingly admit that I am also fermions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so fermions are particles like uh, electrons and protons that obey the Pauli exclusion principle. So they're hard to jam together.
1: Fermions. Fermions. You you can't jam fermions together.
0: Right, yeah. So the reason your apartment is cluttered, Eric, is because your stuff is made of fermions. But if they were made of bosons, Uh bosons don't care about the Pauli exclusion principle, and they will happily stack as many of themselves as they want in the same space. Ah, oh, the physics so police are coming. So that's particles like photons. Um, yes, the, the police are here to enforce the Pauli exclusion principle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so like, boson, bosons. Okay,
1: right. So fermi, fermions are, is it like fermions are solid things and
0: bosons are? Uh, yeah, more, more or less. Yeah. So bosons um, so are can, like uh, energy Bosons are things like photons. Yeah, so little packets of energy. Okay. Um, and, if you, and if you wanted to, to make a sweeping statement about the difference between matter and energy, you might say fermions are matter and bosons are energy. Um, but there, there are angry physicists right now sending us emails complaining about me saying that. Right. But, but nonetheless.
1: You're all getting filtered out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We have
0: a, a Gmail uh, filter for angry physicists. <laughs> if so it has if dot I, edu at the end, it's not getting through. So if my apartment was cluttered with photons, um, no problem at all. I can just round them all up and stick them in my pocket. It doesn't matter how much stuff, how many bosons I have. Right. But
1: photons are photons are also like, like particles of light.
0: Yep, that's right. So
1: you're saying if there's a bunch of light in your room, if, if it's just light... It's just light. You could actually squeeze that together, perhaps. I mean, this would yep. be a that would be a huge if, but mm-hmm. they, that's right. Powell, but Pauli would not object to that. Oh, he's a cool guy. I like him. He's A little <laughs> bit liberal. Um, he's exclusionary in some ways, but uh, so uh, you can pull all the right all the light particles, and that sort of makes sense. I can imagine that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Well, that's just, not that's not super counterintuitive, right? right. Um, so one solution to so no one ever has. Um, too many bosons laying around in a mess. You can never you can, have
1: too many bosons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just sweep them up and stick them in the corner and you'll be fine.
1: Right. Or the interesting so, thing about photons is they tend to just sort of like bounce around until they're gone.
0: Well, this is one of the problems with bosons is that they don't sit still. <laughs> right. Uh, they, <laughs> they tend to be moving at like the speed of light right. <laughs> on a fairly regular basis. Um, so, and so that has its own problem. They can pass through
1: each other. They can pass through everything else.
0: Yes. Well, this well, it gets a little complicated because um, fermions can catch bosons, mm, okay, right. and then kind of hurl them out again. Mm. Uh, but if I build a little mirrored box, mm-hmm. I can put as many bosons inside it as I want.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, so, so Eric, If you, by the way, this would be a awesome apartment. Yes. If, <laughs> if you want to at least grab a part. A portion of the stuff, we can start with the bosons, mm-hmm. and you can put mirrors on every surface in your apartment. You might begin to get yeah.
0: a little bit less clutter. Mm-hmm. That's right. That'll be something. Um, and certainly, there is a lot more bosons in the universe than fermions. So you can make a you can make an argument that you have cleaned up most of your apartment, right, by putting mirrors on all the walls.
1: So, like Studio Fifty Four or the Playboy Club, or
0: Something. Uh, they're, they're collecting they're very, very, very orderly vis a vis bosons. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Exactly.
0: Um, and alternatively, if you can turn all of your copies of National Geographic into bosons,
1: oh, right? Okay.
0: then you can stack them pretty easily. Turn them so, into pure energy. Yeah. You <laughs> might have
1: a <laughs> problem in, in, in that
0: moment. Yeah, but stacking will be the least of your problems at that moment. <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the fermion, now you're left with the fermions. They're just they're, what Pauli is saying is he figured out no way. Yeah. There's absolutely no, it's not a matter of how hard you can
0: push. That's right. And in fact, um, say neutron stars are held up just by the power of the Pauli exclusion principle. So the <sighs> gravity of a neutron star is so powerful that individual particles are individual fermions are trying to be pushed together. Right. And the only thing keeping them apart is just this basic law of the universe that two things can't be in the same place.
1: Right. So if Eric takes his, um, his quantum broom and dust, dustpan, he sweeps up all the bosons. No problem. Boom. They all come together. He puts them in a mm-hmm. little, a little mirrored box and uh, like he's got a disco ball thing and they're cool done now he's still got all these fermions everywhere like these fermion bunnies dust bunnies everywhere he goes to sweep those up and he's able to push them closer and closer and closer together he can keep sweeping and pushing and he has to just pick up his hands and start squeezing them. he wants to throw them out in the trash can but at a certain point he has a you know he, he's incredibly strong as as we know i mean anybody yeah, who's a of fan course. of our show is uh a right. listener unbelievably powerful, both intellectually and physically. And so his, his hands are like the best, biggest, strongest vice in the world and in the universe. And they keep pushing, 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 and all those fermions are getting closer and closer together, and all of a sudden, he's got a neutron star in his hand. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, which is both cool, because, you know, neutron stars, um, and horrifying because uh, we'll all be dead soon as uh, the neutron star sucks in everything around it.
1: Oh, it does. So it's a little bit like a black hole.
0: Yeah. Neutron star is, a, is like the last step before a black hole.
1: Wow. So, even, so does that literally, in other words, he's pushed everything together. He's now got a mini neutron star. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's because that the, gravity, the, the mass is so dense right. that there's an enormous amount of gravity around it. Mm-hmm. So it starts pulling in more fermions. So now he doesn't even have to start
0: keep pushing. Uh, that's right. He can just sit back and let his mini neutron star suck in cool. uh, all of the clutter from his apartment. And I should say, you know, neutron stars are are crazy dense. So even if you have a whole apartment worth of stuff, if that gets sucked onto a neutron star, that's going to be like, um, you know, a tiny little paperclip size uh, blob of stuff. So I don't know. So, it's
1: pretty awesome. So, so got it. it's not so got a it's,
0: paperclip size neutron star. Little
1: neutron star. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I don't know if that counts as cleaning up the apartment um, or not, but at least this stuff isn't laying around anymore. But no, but he's taken
1: literally everything in the room. That's
0: right. And, and pushed it all
1: together and compressed it down to the size of a paperclip. Yep. So the room is empty. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's almost... So so. actually, Eric, what we're saying is you don't... You were hoping to put everything together in the exact same space. And what we're saying is you, you can't go 100% there, but you can get... The universe actually would let you go ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the way there mm-hmm. because there is so much. So what we're saying is even though you think you can't put things in the same place... If you were you can able, get so close, you could, yeah. If you can, if you had a strong enough uh, vice or whatever, you could push all the stuff in your room it would all go down to the size of a paperclip. Then you've got this crazy powerful gravitational in your room. And you could sit back. You could put it in the rest of the house. You could like push it around.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you put it on top of your Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> and then as your Roomba goes around, it just gathers up all your stuff.
1: This is a real sham wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I, I should caution you that you'll never get any of your stuff back. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because that neutron star's gravity is going to be way too strong to actually pull anything out again. So it's kind of a one-way cleanup job. So there's a a warning that pops up on your Roomba. It says, are you sure? <laughs> yes, no.
1: Are you sure you want to neutre, neutron star? Uh, whatever. Uh, it's a
0: one-way Roomba.
1: Yeah, one-way Roomba.
0: Because the Roomba itself <laughs> would quickly be sucked in as yeah. well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then the cat would start playing with it and it would be gone.
0: <laughs> Pushed off the edge of the table. Anyway.
1: So, um, so basically what we're saying is, Eric, the universe isn't as bad as you thought.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's certainly not friendly, but...
1: <laughs>
0: but mostly harmless.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eric, because you had such a great concept for um, getting over being a hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> not that you are, but for those who are. The solution is uh, Neutron
0: Roomba. Neutron Roomba, coming soon to Amazon.
1: That's right, coming soon to Amazon. uh, uh Oh, see that's it if you want to create it i uh, I'm going to create a competitor to Amazon. It's called neutron Neutron <laughs> and it's uh we only sell very tiny things so you can buy as much as you want from neutron and unlike Amazon, it won't fill your house with enormous boxes.
0: Yes, that's right, although if it's like Amazon, it'll still get delivered in a giant box <laughs> yeah, c- covered in like uh the, those air. Yes, <laughs> there's just one <laughs> tiny little blob of neutronium in the middle. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's
0: excellent, uh,
1: Eric. You are going to be the proud recipient of some kind of toy, probably a finger puppet esque, but I have some other things too. Um, but I'm going to send you a little a little thank you gift from the unemployed philosophers guild, who have graciously, even though they're unemployed
0: given us that is awfully nice of them to they, do that maybe this yeah. is
1: why they're unemployed they've given us things to give away for free um, but uh, we really appreciate it um, I'm going to read another one of their little thingers as I, I replied, to, uh, re- replied to as I uh, referred to them last time this is what they call in the advertising business a thinger and uh, here's one what the if podcast is supported by the unemployed philosophers guild that's it they are the makers of comic book notebooks with pages of mm-hmm. cartoon panels ready for comics. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's If cool. you if you envision, you know you want to have fun in making your own comic, you can get a comic book notebook. Unemployed Philosophers Guild. You can find them and many other awesome things. At philosophersguild.com. The Unemployed Philosophers Guild. Inventive gifts for your inventive friends. Ah. And, uh, you know, I think if you can invent a neutron Roomba, you deserve (laughs) at least a scientist that you can stick on your finger and and, uh, have him walk around and say things. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Him and her. And uh, we also have little notebooks. Eric, we're going to send that to you. Uh, We'll be in touch. And um, I hope you enjoy it. And man, thank you. Wow, this was really a cool one. You were right. Nice. Good. Humdinger. (laughs) Humdinger. Today we are also sponsored by ShamWow. (laughs) They don't know it, but... They don't know it, but just because they have a great name. I see next to you, by the way, V8. On your...
0: Oh, yes, this is true. Uh, V8 Tropical Blend. It actually has flavor, as opposed to standard. V8. We're brought to you by the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, ShamWow, and V8, V8.
1: Tropical Blend because summer is coming. Thank you for <laughs> listening. And by the way, please, uh, we, we, as you can see, we depend on these ideas, mm-hmm. on your ideas, to make this show uh, more interesting than. the Basically, if we're if our own thoughts are coming out, if our own ideas are coming out, they're just like too deep. <laughs> Send us your ideas to help us expand our knowledge, um, you can hit me up on Twitter. What the if show? That is our account. Uh, come join us. We have a whole lot of people there sharing um, fun science stories, pictures, satire, all that good stuff. Um, what the if sh- at What the if show on Twitter? You can email us at feedback at whattheif.com Feedback at whattheif.com uh, Do subscribe. You know, if, you, if you're if you listening to the show and you're really smart, you probably know this already. But if you don't, or if you just hadn't thought about it yet, maybe you listen to a number of episodes and you're like, I'm not ready. Well, the subscription is absolutely free. All you do is click a button. All it means is that your podcatcher, whether it's iTunes or some Android device, uh, Android app, will download each episode automatically as we put them up. And boy, do we like, um, Put them up. So... Uh, go and, and on if you're an iTunes person, and you can go there, leave us a review. A bunch of you have done that. It's immensely helpful. Five stars. If you can write a few words, that also helps. And by the way, a number of people have emailed and said, I don't know. I don't use iTunes. Uh, whatever thing you're, wherever you're getting them, leave a review there. That's great because then people like yeah. you who use that service will get it. Um, and if you can't think of what to do, just send us your your review and I'll put it out there. Which going be fantastic. Am I forgetting any forms of contact? Yes, we're on Facebook. What the if? And lastly, our fantastic website. We have an amazing web designer who's talking into the microphone right now at the exact same <laughs> time as I am because it's me and uh, Squarespace also is very helpful. So, whattheif. Um, WhatTheIf.com. com. what dot com. All our episodes are there, and you can learn about who these crazy two guys are who are talking to you right now, and um, you can contact us there. Thank you for listening. Eric Wittner, thank you for your amazing suggestion. And to all of you who are about to send awesome ideas, send them in. Um, If we don't use it that week, it doesn't mean it goes away. It's that we have a great
0: pile of things.
1: Matt, any any last words? Uh, Maybe a safety message for our audience?
0: Uh, Well, I should say a safety message is um, don't try to clean up my office because you'll be crushed by the piles of fermions that are uh, all around me. So, beware.
1: <laughs> you put, put a sign on your office. Beware of fermions. Beware of fermions, <laughs> yes. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, um, I'm going to go eat something. It Was Pauli German? Uh, Austrian. Austrian. I'm going to... Ooh, that's good. Okay, so I'm going to have uh, Italian for lunch. That would be amazing for, for mm-hmm. fermi. And uh, then have a wonderful Austrian taste.
0: Oh, good idea. Yeah, go for it.
1: Thank you all for listening, and send us your own ideas, so you can be ifed and you can hear us say directly to you next week. What? What?
0: The, the if, 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 if 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 if. Bye now.